This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 28, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. U.S. policies often act to depress food prices worldwide. That may not seem so bad in a world of rising food prices. But by dumping subsidized U.S. farm goods on the world market, it may turn into a curse. After years of consuming cheap farm products from the U.S., many poor countries haven't invested enough to weather the recent spike in prices. Sally James, a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute, separates the wheat from the chaff. On the demand side, we have growth in previously poor countries. We've seen growth of the middle class, so China and India, eating more meals more often, eating different kinds of meals, eating more meat, for example. And there's something like a seven to one ratio of grains to meat. In other words, if you want one unit of meat, it takes seven units of grain to produce that meat. So obviously demand for grain goes up. Um, there's been you know, encroachment on land as cities get bigger. Some of the suppliers has gone down. Uh, in the shorter term on the demand side, we've seen policies in the United States and the European Union, but most obviously the United States encouraging the development of biofuels. So, in other words, corn is diverted to, to use in ethanol to put people's gas tanks. So that's been a more recent phenomenon that's kind of created artificial demand, if you like, for some of these commodities. And, of course, as farmers switch to growing more corn, that means they grow less of other things like, like soybeans and wheat. So those prices have gone up as well. Now, on the supply side, we've seen some supply disruptions of of um, commodities because of weather problems, drought in Australia, uh, floods in, in India that have kind of impacted supply. World stocks of, of food are very low, which means you can't cushion these changes as much as you otherwise might. And then, of course, there's oil prices, which is a significant factor in commodity prices generally. Um, the dollar is very uh, weak and commodity prices are priced in dollars, so you get that effect. Then, of course, you get policies that are aimed at alleviating these problems, which can make them worse. That's things like export restrictions, price controls, all the things that, if you like, dis disincentivize farmers to, to invest. And in fact, what we've seen in previous years from the United States is policies that tend to depress prices of commodities. They encourage overproduction. The United States can't eat everything they grow, so they then put it on the world market, and that, that keeps prices lower than what they otherwise had would have been. Well, that gives uh, farmers in other countries less of an incentive to invest in in production because why should they if their export prices are going to be depressed because of rich world subsidies? So there's so many factors going on here and what's, what's new is that all these events have come together at once. So whereas we've seen a decades-long fall, a trend decline in the price of commodities, um, now, now they're starting to to go up. Especially the other factor I should make clear is that as as there's turmoil in other financial markets, a lot of investment places are looking for a, a somewhat of a safe haven. A lot of them have put money into commodities. So, in some ways, U.S. policy has both made food cheaper around the world, but has also prevented those countries from creating their own supplies. I, th I think that's true. I wouldn't want to overstate the effect. Um, I, 
I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's overstating to say that United States policies have depressed world prices in some commodities up to now. That's pretty much established. Um, and yes, I think it has also therefore driven um, farmers in other countries to to question why they should invest in 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 farming to the extent they otherwise would have. But I, I do think there's other things going on here that are that are important and sometimes the government's own policies in these countries also gives them not much incentive to invest. Property rights being an obvious one. If you don't own the land that you farm, you don't have as much incentive to invest in productivity enhancing technology. So I, I think I think it, you've got to be cautious not to not to overstate the effect of US policy, but it is definitely a factor. Food prices are sensitive generally anyway. I think commodity prices are a bit, they can be what we call sticky. In other words, it takes a while to respond to high prices. Whereas if you're um, producing widgets in a factory and the prices go up, it's very easy to run that factory for longer hours to, pr to produce more output fairly quickly. But of course, with, with agricultural uh, commodities, it can take a growing season before you're able to react. So I think it's true to say that um, agricultural um, markets have been a bit sticky in, in that regard on the supply side. But certainly I think governments are also getting in the way in the United States and abroad and preventing prices from adjusting more than they otherwise would. I mean, I think on the demand side as well, it's important to realise that um, demand changes to food prices in the on, from consumers is also not usually responsive beyond a certain amount of income. Once you, you know, earn a certain amount of income, the price of food is not as important to you as it otherwise would. If you take the United States, we spend about 7 8% of our income on food on average. In developing countries, it's something like half to three quarters. Obviously, those people are going to be far more responsive to changes in price than Americans. It's hard to have a lot of sympathy for what Americans are paying uh, for food prices right now, given the fact that it, the impact of, of higher food prices has this disproportionate effect on people who are extremely poor and have such a spend such a large share of their income on food. Absolutely, I'm. I'm not. I don't want to give the impression that I think that Americans are not impacted at all. Obviously, they are, and it may, especially for poor Americans, they notice it at. at the grocery store and they cut back on certain things. They maybe go out to a meal less often than they would. Of course, we've got to remember that these price increases are coming at a time when the economy is slowing as well. So th those factors are worth keeping in mind. But I, I certainly think it's true to say that Americans on average are going to suffer far less than, than people in poorer countries. While it's true that prices are very high historically and it is causing uh, pain and disruption in many areas of the world, and basically developing areas of the world, it's very important that governments don't overreact to this phenomenon. Things like price controls, export restrictions, what they do is they create panic, they prevent farmers from getting the full price signal that, that, that would otherwise cause them to produce more food, uh, they encourage hoarding. Export restrictions to the extent that they prevent a flow of these commodities onto the world market make world prices even higher. Sally James is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Her free trade bulletin, Food Fight, is available for download at freetrade.org.